How many people do you know right now who have some kind of health problem? And what if you told them there was one thing they could do right now that could probably help? Would they listen? Hey, welcome back to the podcast. This is Chuck, your host. And, you know, I'm talking about making them feel better. Maybe even preventing it, whatever they have, from getting words. And possibly even reversing it. Now would they listen? Whoever this person is, your friend, your family, whoever. I'm talking about heart disease, diabetes, cancer, stroke, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, gallstones, kidney stones, Crohn's disease, diverticulitis, even Alzheimer's. We all know somebody, or probably more than one somebody's, who have these things, or bunches of them. Just one thing. Would they listen, really? And what if he told them that this one thing doesn't take any pills, doesn't involve any surgery, it's not painful at all, doesn't require a doctor, no doctor's office, no hospitals, no nothing. Oh yeah, and it's easy. Did I, did I say that? It's easy. And it's free. Now would they listen? Yeah, maybe you have their attention by now. But it's probably more like an amusing curiosity. I mean, what could you possibly know about health or medical conditions, right? I get that. I have got that a lot. But now, you mentioned food. The very second you mention food, possibly changing someone's diet, they're gone. You lost them. It's like you're asking someone to change their religion or something. I was always taught you never talk about politics or religion. Probably because they can both be very uh, heated subjects with lots of opinions. Well, I'd like to add food to that list and probably move it up to the number one spot. You mentioned food. Everybody gets defensive. I think it's because you know, what a person eats, it's one of the few things in their life that gives them immediate satisfaction or pleasure. It's something that's been implanted in their consciousness since childhood, whether it's good for them or not. They've had the same foods for years. Maybe even the same foods their parents ate. The same brands, the same cooking methods, deep fried, in the skillet with oil, whatever. It's tradition. Look at Thanksgiving, turkey, Christmas hams, 4th of July, we got burgers and dogs on the grill, wings during the big game. And here you are suggesting their food is making them sick. What, what are you a doctor now? I've heard that. But that is the one thing, you know, changing the food you eat. Food is so much more important to our health than we ever knew. And it's really a shame it's not taught in school. I mean, if you really think about it, what does any life form on this planet need to survive? Fresh air, clean water, and food. Food is what provides these machines, we call our bodies, with all the necessary fuel, vitamins, and minerals it needs to function. 
And we know what our own bodies need for basic nutrition. It's not like we haven't figured it out by now. We need water, vitamins, minerals, nutrients, carbs, some protein, and maybe even a little bit of fat. But what do we usually give it? Crap. You know it. Fast food, highly processed food, something that you can pop in the microwave in a minute and it's ready. It's cheap. It's tasty. It's super fast, very convenient, and it's slowly poisoning your body. I mean, it really is. Think about it. The food you eat really has one purpose, to nourish your body. Is that stuff really nourishing your body? No. It's just empty calories, and it's making you fat or sick or both. John McDougall calls it food poison, and I think he's right. But that's just part of getting old, they say. Is it? Really? All the things we see today, the diabetes, the heart disease, the high blood pressure, the obesity, everywhere we look, it's because of the food we eat. And the good news is, we can change that. You just got to do that one thing. One simple, easy, inexpensive thing might just save your life. You take away the dairy, you take away the meat, you take away the oil, all the fast food, all the processed crap we eat. Eat more vegetables, eat more fruit, eat more whole grains, eat more beans, starches, potatoes, real food, food your grandparents would recognize. Study after study has shown beyond a shadow of a doubt, the very best diet for a human race is one mostly plants. Doctors have published articles in so many of the big medical journals for decades. And they all show that a whole food plant-based diet can reverse chronic medical problems. It can reverse type 2 diabetes. It can reverse heart disease. And it certainly helps you lose weight. It's the food. But are you ready to change your health? I mean, really change it for the better? Without the pills, without the doctor's visits. It's a lot easier than you think. It's just one simple thing. One simple, easy thing. And it's free and it's good for you. Change the food you eat. You can do it. It might just change your life. That was an article I wrote way back in October 2015, almost seven years old, and it's still as very much true today as it was then. But I can hear it now. You're saying, Chuck, you make it sound so easy. Besides, where am I going to get my protein? Or your friends will be asking for sure, where are you going to get your protein if they find out? If you've been vegan for any length of time, you know by now that all of your friends and family are going to be immediately concerned about your protein. You can count on it. It's like all of a sudden, everyone is a nutritional expert. And they know that not eating meat, you're not going to get enough protein. Simple. Kind of funny, huh? I usually tell them, don't ask me about my protein. I won't ask you about your cholesterol. The bottom line is this. Folks, if you're getting enough calories, you are going to get enough protein. Look around you. 
mean, we got obesity everywhere, sickness like we talked about, fast food restaurants on every corner. We're getting plenty of calories. And we're getting plenty of protein that comes with it. Too much protein, as a matter of fact. In one of the largest studies in history comparing plant-based diets, researchers compared the nutrient profiles about 30,000 non-vegetarians to 20,000 vegetarians and about 5,000 vegans. And what they found was that everyone, the meat eaters, the vegetarians, the vegans, they were in fact getting way more protein than they actually needed. So protein's not the problem. There is, however, a nutrient that we and everyone else should be concerned with especially the non-vegans, the meat eaters in our family. That's fiber. Less than 3% of Americans get even the recommended minimum intake of fiber. And by fiber, I mean fiber from food, not stuff in a bottle or something you drink. On average, we eat about 15 grams of fiber a day. But according to the publication Dietary Guidelines for America in 2010, we should be getting about 14 grams of fiber for each 1,000 calorie in our diet. So that means for a 2,000 calorie diet, we should be getting about 28 grams of fiber daily. And we average about 15. So 97% of us are not getting enough. And that's significant. But where are you going to get your protein? Yeah, protein's not the problem fiber is. The reason we're not getting enough fiber is pretty simple. We don't actually have a clue what's in our food. You know that more than half of Americans, this was some study, it, it, it might be, you know, ridiculous, it might be uh, fake news, I don't know, but I saw a study and it said more than half of Americans think steak is a source of fiber. Um, you know I don't have to break it to you. Meat doesn't have fiber. Neither is eggs or dairy, or olive oil. Fast food has very little. Processed junk food has very little. But that's what 97% of us eat. That is our sad diet. It's sad because it's really sad, and it's sad because it's the standard American diet. So fiber comes in two forms, both soluble and insoluble. They both do a lot to keep us healthy. Mainly, it gives us a sense of satiety after we eat, which makes us feel full. It keeps us from overeating and gaining weight. But it also prevents us from getting constipated. It keeps us regular. The average person should have at least one uh, regular bowel movement every single day. If it's anything less than three times a week, you're technically constipated. Population studies have also shown that fiber has been protectively associated with the risk of diabetes, metabolic syndrome, cardiovascular disease, obesity, and various cancers as well as high cholesterol, blood pressure, and blood sugar. Fiber may play a role in the prevention and or treatment of breast cancer, colon cancer, constipation, diabetes, diverticulitis, gallstones, high cholesterol, IBS. I would say that's important enough to pay a little bit more attention to fiber in our diet. But again, sadly, 97% of us don't. Of course, fiber is only found in one food, and you guessed it, plants. 
not steak, not eggs, not cheese, not olive oil, plants. Legumes and beans are very high in fiber. Just one cup of cooked lentils can provide as much as 15 grams. Veggies are also a good source. One cup of cooked peas could be almost 9 grams. Even fruit, especially berries, are really high in fiber. And of course, whole grains like oatmeal, very good. With only 130 calories, 0 grams of fat, and 4 grams of fiber per cup, oatmeal truly is a perfect breakfast food. And it even has protein too. So eat up. It's just one more reason why a well-balanced plant-based diet and vegan diet is one of the healthiest diets on the planet. So that's about all I have for today. If you enjoy this type of information, please be sure and subscribe. Uh, I do a new podcast episode every Thursday. I am late today. Sorry for that. I was out of town, but we got back last night and we are doing it today. So every Thursday, be on the lookout. And until then, you know, if you need more information than this, come to my blog. I'll leave the link down below or follow me on any of my social media platforms. Again, down below. And I will see you next week. This is Chuck from Brand New Vegan. Thanks for listening.